Welcome to the Deliciously Alive podcast, where we explore what's possible when we allow ourselves the full human experience. My name is Sarah Campbell, and I'm your host. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing real and actionable insights on how to tap into your desires, feel truly alive, adventurous, and inspired to take action. I believe to my core that a vibrant, radiant, delicious life is possible for you. So pull up a comfy seat or join me on your favorite walk and we'll take this wild, messy, brilliant journey to living a life that lights us up together. Okay, friends, this is a good one. And honestly, it completely transformed how I do things and how I actually achieve those big, crazy goals. It's a little bit of a culmination of a few methods I've used over time and has been such a game changer for me. So obviously, I knew I had to share it with you. When we talk about living a life of purpose and intention, there's an element of time management that comes in because if we're all talk and no action, we ultimately don't get what we want. In this episode, we're going to talk about the way I identify and actually do what I tell myself I want to do, including where this concept of time management came from anyway, and how we can do it better, two powerful focuses you need to capitalize on, and how to do this for yourself in your own life. So today I want you to walk away with a new way to actually get results a new way to look at the to-do list and take the power back over your time and a new experience looking back on each day with the awareness that you've spent your time incredibly intentionally and that you did what you set out to do. Does anyone know where the concept of time management came from in the first place? In earlier days, people were a lot more focused on agriculture, hunting, farming, foraging, taking care of a homestead, But when the Industrial Revolution came about to support the rise in innovation around mass production, global manufacturing, companies needed to train workers to have a new relationship with time. It wasn't about going by the sun anymore. It was all about building a relationship with time around the clock. It was about production, punctuality, and making sure those assembly lines in the factories spit out as much as they could handle. So in essence, time management was created as a way for companies to gain control, stay efficient, and meet company goals. What we've done as a society is we've kept that structure for ourselves on a personal level and integrated it as a way to self-manage all the things we want to do in life. The catch with this is that we're no longer trying to meet a target of X amount of machine parts created in an eight-hour shift. We're trying to jam all the compartments of life, that list of growing tasks and to-dos into the day, regardless of what it's doing for our quality of life. Most of us, and I'm raising my hand here, blindly add to a never-ending to-do list and then try and jam it all in, wearing the productivity badge with honor and as a measure of success for the day. I used to wear that productivity badge the one that gave my life validation, like I had to justify my existence by being what we call productive. But I'm done with that. I realize now that being productive was never what I wanted in the first place. Because why do we do it all? The to-do lists, the tasks, the go here, be there. It's because we either feel obligated or we all just want to get those incredible things we all talk about. 
freedom, the expansion, connection, aliveness. Deep down, we don't care what gets us there. And if we think we do, it's just the ego showing up and wanting to look good. Productivity started as a simple approach to measure input versus output. Now we talk about it as a mile marker of our own personal success, hopefully helping you achieve your goals faster, which by the way, isn't the end destination. And those goals we make are the milestones on our way to the things I mentioned before, freedom, expansion, connection, aliveness. But there's two elements missing a lot of the time. At least it was for me when I first started using the term, I was so productive today as an egotistical, I'm amazing statement, the power of focus and prioritization. Now, I'm not going to lie. I used to fully subscribe to the calendar blocking method where you brain dump at the beginning of the week, carve out time for everything you need to do and color code it. So it's all pretty and exciting to do. And at face value, it makes sense, right? But what I ran into is that there was never enough time to do all the things I wanted to do. My list was a mile long. I was trying to cram it all into a week and it ended up being this tighten up here, work overtime there, try and do two things at once, circle of frustration. And honestly, it always left me feeling defeated. I ended the week with a fraction of what I had planned because even if I gave myself a time time limit to do something, for example, carved out an hour to do the thing, because even without the perfectionist in me, I was still underestimating the time it would take realistically. Enter my awareness of Ivy Lee. So in a nutshell, Ivy Lee was a guy that apparently got a reputation for getting shit done. And another rich and famous guy, Charles Schwab, was really into finding ways for his team to work smarter. Ivy Lee famously gave Charles's leadership a piece of advice that would shape the business and make him a consulting payment of what would be the equivalent of 400,000 these days. And that was a pay what you think it's worth after you see the results arrangement. So super valuable info. What Ivy Lee told the leadership team was so simple. It was almost criminal how simple it was. It basically is a to-do list without the need to feel like you should be doing everything and uber clarity on what's most important. And it's the method that I've been following for a while now and honestly has been a complete game changer. I'm telling you, I've done all the things and this one stands out above the rest for its simplicity and value. I even got my six-year-old doing it. <laughs> so it's uh, it, simplicity wins every time. And of course, being a creative, I weaved in a few of my own elements to make it my own that I felt like would add value, but it's still really simple. All right, you ready? So Ivy Lee's method is each night you spend just a few minutes to write down six things that you will do the next day. These are the most important things to you. More on this in a second. Then you write in order of importance from most to least. This has challenged me a couple times. I've started the next day and I've wanted to switch it up and bypass something. Don't do it. It's just your brain trying to trick you into thinking it's not your priority because it feels good to get all to check things off and to get all those little things done. So we already decided last night that it's priority. So keep it that way. Then when you wake up the next day, 
ready to tackle the list in order and only one at a time. No multitasking. This increases your quality and speed of what you're doing. In a perfect world, you'd finish all six, but if you didn't, move them to the following day. If you find you keep shuffling something, maybe it shouldn't be on the top six anyway, or maybe you need to move through the fear or embrace the discipline that it takes to do it. The moral of the story is that you might not finish all of them. I found I was consistently hitting five or so when I first started this and falling short by one for the first bit. But I liked that if I stayed really focused, I had that one to push me into completing the things that I set out to do. Now I often hit all six. Then rinse and repeat, do this daily. Why does this work again? It all comes back to that power of focus and prioritization and the simplicity helps too. So once I started with this and started loving every minute, I added a few simple elements to really make sure that I was choosing the right activities. And I say right in quotations. Most of all, I have my own mission, vision, and values clearly documented. And for me, that means putting all of the activities on my top six list each day through that filter. If there's something on there that doesn't match up, it gets swapped out with something more specific to my unique mission, vision, and values and the goals that will get me there. Second, I actually still do the brain dump at the beginning of the week I was used to doing just so I can start Monday with mental white space and everything out of my brain. I'll go ahead and I'll add the stricter time bound things like meetings and appointments first that I can't delegate. Then I ask myself, can anything on this list be removed entirely? Do I have support in my life to ask someone else to take something here? Example, can my husband drive my son to school on the way to work? Then I look at that weekly list of things that need to get done every night when I'm deciding my top six for the next day and ask myself, what from this list is the most important and or urgent? It helps me see ahead just a bit more than one day. I make sure that all the things I choose are rocks, not sand meaning that those little tasks that eat up the day, but don't get me closer to my vision and goals. They end up getting done and filling in the cracks of the day, but by choosing rocks, I always have my eye on the prize. I also do a quarterly review and planning session with myself for both personal and business so that the big picture vision and strategy doesn't get lost. The quarterly plan I make for myself dictates the goals and the initiatives, which in turn are the deciding factor on those daily activities. I also do try and give myself a reasonable time frame to complete it because I know I'll take up all the time I give myself when given the choice. You know, Parkinson's law. <laughs> it's like when you have a purse and no matter what size of the purse, you're always going to fill it. I'm definitely still challenged by this, but I do try and give myself a time limit that I think I would be challenged by, but still is possible. Then last but not least, I will frequently follow the Pomodoro method while I'm moving through the bigger, more focused tasks. And if you're not familiar, it basically means you set the timer for 25 minutes for distraction-free focused work, then break for five minutes to move, get some water, go to the bathroom, pet the dogs, (laughs) and then hit another round of 25 minutes of focused work. Rinse and repeat. I'll still strive to be productive, but in an incredibly strategic way, and not for the sake of saying I was so productive today, yay me. (laughs) 
So following this way of living has done amazing things for me. It's increased my focus and prioritization muscles. It's allowed me to accomplish more than I ever thought I would, allowed me to teach my son some incredible lessons at a young age, and the mental white space I have has transformed how I show up. I mentioned in a previous episode about welcoming the unexpected, about the importance of that space to provide room for adventure and fun and play, and that's what it's done for me. So the moral of the story here is that if you follow this simple way of living, I would be willing to bet that in one to three months, you'll be shocked at how much you've grown, challenged yourself, and improved your life. So So try it out. Even if you don't worry about the extra stuff and you layer that in later, just focus on the Ivy Lee method tonight, choose your six important activities for the following day, then follow through. Focus on one thing at a time and do them in the order you prioritize them as. And let me know how it went. I'll pop my email in the show notes and I'd honestly love to hear because this made such a huge difference in my life. I'd love to hear if it did for you as well. Did you like it? Hate it? And don't just don't knock it till you try it. Or do you have a tip for me that I can add to my routine? Till next time, my friend, have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening to the Deliciously Alive podcast with me today. We hope it brought value to you and created a bit of inspiration and encouragement that will move you into action. For more, you can head on over to deliciouslyalive.com forward slash guide to get our free resource guide that will show you actionable ways to live an incredible life, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you know who would love it too or leave a rating and review. It means the world to us and gives us feedback on what to do more of. That's all for this episode. So till next time, stay curious, be brave, and take inspired action toward that delicious life meant especially for you.